0: is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Meyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of
1: America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Meyer.
0: Anchor your seatbelts, my friends, for what is about to be revealed again concerning the matter of COVID and particularly the ostensible vaccines or jabs is going to shake your trust both in the medical community and in your government. I am so sorry that that is true, but it is true. And even doctors now are coming out and saying, we can no longer tolerate this, and they're calling it even malpractice. So dangerous, so pervasive, threatening even the ability for humankind To regenerate itself in reproduction. Today on Viewpoint, you are about to hear some things that are confirmed. We don't bring things on this program that are not confirmed. We're not here to speculate. We're not here to theorize. We're here to bring the things that matter before you in such a way that if you indeed were a jury, you would be compelled, if you had reasonable sense, you would be compelled to conclude that something must seriously be done in response to what you hear on this program. Whether it has to do with uh, uh, response to issues of government, medicine, uh, whether it has to do with responses to issues in your own life. And that's why someone years ago said, you just cannot listen to Viewpoint Long and not be changed. You just have to think. And you have to change. And it's not because we're so great here. It's because we're taking a very different approach to the issues of our time. We're using, we're taking not just information, but we're bringing the information to you in such a way that it requires decision. And in order to get to that decision, there must be application, and that's what is missing in most radio program, most television programs, and most teaching and preaching today from America's pulpits. Genuine, hardcore, precise application. Not generic application that requires you to somehow figure out what uh, uh, possible applications there might be. No, it's necessary to apply specific applications so that we can begin the process of applying truth to our lives, to our times, to the issues that are before us. And today, we once again, unfortunately, I regret having to do this, but the information is so vast and it's coming in so quickly concerning the matter of uh, the COVID vaccines, uh, which are not vaccines, as you know. Uh, because a vaccine, if you have not been listening long, you uh, perhaps are not aware that a vaccine, by definition, means that it prevents you from getting a virus, and it also prevents you from transmitting that virus. These jabs, or so-called vaccines, do neither of those things, as admitted by doctors, including one of the leading doctors who was promoting all of this, Dr. Deborah Burks, there in the early days with Dr. Fauci. So today on Viewpoint, we're going to be looking at a number of different aspects that are just now coming out to verify uh, even more dangerous aspects concerning uh, these so-called vaccines, which, by the way, have never yet been approved. They're still experimental. And when you hear, once again, a 23-year-old college swimmer dying suddenly, no cause of death given, it's happening all over the world. I'm recording these day after day after day as they come across my desk. It's painful to see this. It's painful to see it, and it's never happened like this before to, to anyone's memory in history. What's going on? Something is driving this, and indeed, it is. And it's all linked, inevitably, to the so-called COVID shots, and one, one must uh, actually be aware that there has been a motivation to drive these shots and the so-called, uh, we could call them medical protocols, but they were actually almost governmental-mandated schemes of treatment I say schemes because they were not based upon medical practice. They were just developed in order to mandate a kind of control and to drive the the fear quotient into the minds and hearts of we the people. And we'll be taking a look at the effect of that uh, as we uh, go on into the program today. So severe is this that uh, in the last few days, Senator... Cruz, Ted Cruz of Texas, has introduced a whole series of legislation to block current and future COVID mandates. He said Joe Biden has stated that the COVID-19 pandemic is over, but he continues to wield powers granted during the pandemic, and he continues to desire draconian restrictions and mandates for the American people. Cruz's bills now include the No Vaccine Passports Act, the No Vaccine Mandates Act, and the No Mask Mandates Act. Notice how specific these terms are. There's nothing euphemistic about these terms. They are direct. They tell you what they mean. They mean what they tell you. Unlike the names given to most of the bills these days. Ted Cruz says we cannot allow the unprecedented actions taken by the federal government to set a new normal, in which politicians and unelected bureaucrats force mandates upon the American people at the drop of a hat. Cruz's other two bills include, uh, one, prohibiting groups that receive federal funds from imposing a COVID vaccine mandate on minor children, and it also requires parental consent for minor children to receive the COVID jab. The other bill specifically attempts to repeal Washington, D.C.'s public school COVID vaccine mandate. These mandates have been profoundly wicked, and they have been there not because they're based upon fact or upon genuine medical science, not so. Notwithstanding the fact that Dr. Fauci repeatedly said, follow the science, and then basically said, I am science. If you don't believe in what I tell you, you don't believe in science. Well, Dr. Fauci has been wrong on almost everything. Almost everything, and the facts are proving it. He had ulterior motives. He had uh, motivations that were instilled, by the way, into the healthcare industry. One could call it the profit motive, the deadly profit motive. And so we're going to take a look at that for just a moment here so that we can understand. Uh, why this was such, uh, how it was driven so dramatically and quickly uh, into the medical psyche of the nation. Dr. Joseph Mercola has noted, if we know anything, it's that profit motives can make people commit atrocious acts, and that certainly appears true when it comes to COVID treatment. In addition to cashing in on COVID admissions, Hospitals were paid even more to put patients on a ventilator, to perform COVID tests on all patients, to diagnose COVID, to use remdesivir, and ultimately for COVID deaths. For hospitals, a COVID patient could garner up to $250,000, but for the maximum payment, they had to die and leave in a body bag. Oh, the hospital gets paid more if they kill you? Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. Some may say that my use of the phrase that they kill you uh, would be perhaps uh, beyond the pale in terms of uh, discussing the situation. Maybe so. On the other hand, when you look at the profit motives, there was indeed a motive that people would leave the hospital dead. A huge motive that people would leave the hospital dead. Because if they did, the hospital could get an up, up to $250,000 for every dead person that came out if they just attributed it to COVID. I want you to think about the implications of this, because it's revealing the profound wickedness that has gained a a, a hold on our culture, on our entire country. The Citizen's Journal noted in December of 2021, quote, We now see a government-dictated medical care at its worst in our history since the federal government mandated these ineffective and dangerous treatments for COVID-19 and then created financial incentives for hospitals and doctors to use only those so-called approved and paid-for approaches. Early in April 2020, The Minnesota family physician and state senator, Scott Jensen, explained it this way. He said Medicare has determined that if you have a COVID-19 admission to the hospital, you'll get paid $13,000. But if that COVID-19 patient goes on a ventilator, you get an extra $39,000, three times as much. Isn't that a motivation to put somebody on a ventilator? Oh, my friends, if you only knew... How hospitals are are, are driven by the pursuit of money. It's unbelievable. I know that from the inside out. I'm not just saying that off the cuff. From the inside out. Former CDC Director Robert Redfield admitted that financial policies may indeed have resulted in artificially elevated hospitalization rates and death toll statistics. He admitted that. In the U.S., hospitals also lost federal funding if they failed or refused to administer remdesivir and or ventilation, which further incentivized them to go along with what amounts to malpractice at best and murder at worst, writes Dr. McCullough. He says there's no telling how many COVID patients have already lost their lives to this medical malpractice, and it must stop. Another article, hospitals caused COVID deaths for $29,000. Between 50 and 86% of COVID patients placed on life support ended up dying. That is with a ventilator. Even though the hospitals would get paid three times as much if they put people on a ventilator. The matter becomes even more perverse when you consider the fact that many COVID cases were patients who merely tested positive using faulty PCR testing. Hospitals also received massive incentives to diagnose patients with COVID and put them on a vent. As early as April 9, 2020, the magazine Business Insider reported that 80% 80% of COVID-19 patients in New York City who were placed on ventilators died, which caused a number of doctors to question their use. So, in other words, doctors were put on notice because they were seeing what was taking place, yet they did nothing to change the practice. Nothing. They just went along, go along to get along, Go along to get along with the federal mandates. Go along to get along with what people are expecting of you to somehow put more money in the hospital's pockets and keep your own practice going. The lowest figure that has been found concerning the use of the ventilator was 50% survival. So somewhere between 50% and 86% of all ventilated COVID patients died. Now, compared to the historical pandemic ratios, where 30 to 40 percent of ventilated patients died. So far more ventilated patients were dying as a result of the mandates, virtual, the incentive, the financial incentive to put people on ventilators. So Peter and Ginger Bregan wrote this piece now is the time for a ban on all mRNA and DNA vaccines and treatments. And in spite of that, Moderna has just announced that they're doing clinical trials on their new mRNA heart attack shot that is delivered directly into the damaged heart muscle. And that's in, despite the fact that mRNA, DNA treatments and platforms have never been approved except for emergency use. And since the pandemic is declared over, the emergency use is supposedly supposed to automatically cease. So, again, to remind us of what is going on here and what the consequences are, just to, shall we say, reiterate and give uh, sort of a summary look at these things. Information about the damaging effects gathered to date bolsters calling for a ban on mRNA injections and mRNA platforms and highlights how deadly these toxic shots are. There are a number of deadly or life-changing adverse events that can arise and are arising from these shots, and they include blood clotting that's that's resulting in people just dropping dead for no apparent reason, obvious to the medical folk, the emergence of aggressive cancers, infertility and fetal disasters, newborn and infant complications from breast milk, neurological disorders, shedding of the mRNA to other people, episodes of dying suddenly, increase in population death rates, and in addition to that, interference with women's reproduction, and menstrual cycles and we're going to talk about that and i'm sure that those ladies that are listening uh, would be very concerned about this whether or not uh, you're past uh, that time you may have daughters you may have granddaughters that uh, are subject to this and we want to take a look at that so here we go are you ready are you ready I hope so. Pfizer executive warned of COVID vax's impact on women's reproductive health. I'll bet you didn't hear that before. But here it is. The Pfizer executive, Jordan Tristan Walker, who's already famous for claiming last week that his company was mutating the COVID-19 virus so that it could continue to sell new vaccines as a cash cow, there's the profit motive again, also claimed that the mRNA shots were affecting women's reproductive health. He knew that. Now, who is he? He is Pfizer's Director of Research and Development and Strategic Operations. Please understand, Jordan Tristan Walker who made this statement that there's something irregular about the menstrual cycles, so people will have to investigate that down the line, he said. They knew, he knew, that this was affecting women's menstrual cycles. He noted, quote, if something were to happen downstream and it was, like, really bad, I mean, the scale of that scandal, he said, would be enormous, so the Pfizer director appears to be worried that over time, more information could become known and the COVID vaccine's potential side effects would be exploding in their face. Well, then came this. Now there's a new study. The Na- a National Institutes of Health study is trending online following this revelation by the director of Pfizer. They're using a new term called P-fertility. So the director of Pfizer's comments have now triggered a high level of interest in a National Institutes of Health study that found 40% of vaccinated women experience menstrual changes. 40%. That's not just incidental, friends. That's extremely significant. The report explained, quote, that means that over 40 million women in the United States alone have had their menstrual cycles affected by the C-19 jab. The Hill publication only last month confirmed, quote, since early in the pandemic, women have reported experiencing changes in their menstruation after they Uh, got COVID-19 or were vaccinated against it. Research has backed up those reports showing that COVID-19 vaccination is having a temporary, maybe more, but noticeable impact on women's periods and their accompanying symptoms. The studies also, other studies included one of 4,000 women that found cycle lengths were extended. An even larger study of nearly 20,000 women in the UK found a similar effect on overall menstrual cycle length. A paper published by the Journal of Infection and Chemotherapy reinforced that finding with new data. And yet another study from influenza and other respiratory viruses confirmed women had, quote, more frequent back pain, nausea, tiredness, pelvic pain, unprescribed analgesics, use and passage of loose stools in connection with their menstruation compared to unvaccinated individuals, unquote. So comments from several experts, including Dr. Paul Thomas, said if they get this COVID jab into every child, That might be close to the end of the human race because we don't know what it's doing to fertility. But it doesn't look good. Dr. Naomi Wolf was quoted, There's nothing to do but conclude that it's an attack on the West and America's ability to reproduce itself in the next generation. Now, friends, what is it that Bill Gates has been wanting to do? And those that have been working with him Reduce the population of the world by a minimum of one-third. Isn't that, hasn't that been their goal? This certainly would seem consistent with that, wouldn't it? Dr. Roger Hodgkins said that unborn girls could be rendered infertile, something that will not fully be known until 20 years from now. Not only could you be sterilizing your daughter, You could be ruining her heart. You could be inflaming her liver. You could be inflaming her brain, her adrenal glands, her spleen, and her bone marrow. I told you you need to anchor your seatbelt before today's program, friends. These are not guesstimates. These are coming from very studied people. These are the true medical experts. These are not the ones that have a, a dog in the fight, a horse in the race, or a dollar to be gained. These are the people that have a sincere interest in the American people's health and that of the world. Now, when you put all these things together, they combine themselves into a cover story, shall we say, of massive deception. Massive deception. Would you not say so? Therefore, when I suggest to you that if you do not already have it or have not read my book, Seduction of the Saints, how to stay pure in a world of deception, you must get it. You must. And quite frankly, we're not even through today. But here on this program, our goal is to strongly, not just inform, but bring information that can change your life, that can protect your life, uh, both physically, emotionally, relationally, and even more important, spiritually. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. And if you think, just look at the massive deception and the pain and anguish that is flowing from this deception and the seduction of the American people through government and medicine. People that had a massive profit profit motive that would sell their soul to gain a buck. If that could happen now, What could happen when the Antichrist shows up? Get a copy of the book, Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. $15 on our website, saveus.org. Write to us, call us. There is
1: so much more about Chuck Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the Marriage section, God has marriage on his mind.
0: Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint today. Unfortunately, again, we're having to deal with the subject of the uh, uh, aftermath of the coronavirus, COVID-19, and the various shots, jabs, vaccines, whatever you want to call them, uh, that have been prescribed, that have been mandated, uh, that you have been threatened, that if you did not take these, you wouldn't be able to work, you wouldn't be able to take your kids to school, You wouldn't be able to go to church. Notice how pervasive the commands were. The threats were there. Did you succumb? Did you succumb? And on what basis did you succumb? You see, these are some of the questions that people don't want to answer. But they're the most important questions of all. Because they reveal the human heart. The heart of the matter is always the heart. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart, right? And God is every bit as concerned about your attitude and your heart as he is about your actions. In fact, actions themselves can be deceiving. And Jesus himself said that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, what have you been speaking? Historically, what have you been speaking? Have you been speaking how you have to get the vaccine, how you have to do this, you have to do that, you got to wear the mask, you got to do this, that? Is that what you've been speaking? On what basis? Was it on the basis of facts, of scientific reality? Was it on the basis of somebody representing something to you that purported to be in authority? And yet there was no true scientific or medical basis on which to base the things that were being said? Did you do any investigation whatsoever? Or did you just take it at face value? Where is the spirit of discernment? among God's people? Where is the spirit of discernment among our pastors and parachurch leaders and other leaders that we put our confidence and trust in? Where is the spirit of discernment among our doctors? Among our politicians? Among our school teachers? Our lawyers? You see, throughout the entire American system. We have become a nation of sheep. We don't think for ourselves. We just go blithely along, like the story of the Pied Piper, leaving the breadcrumbs along that leads you along to pick them up until you're led over the cliff. That's what's happened here. So again, I urge you to seriously consider getting a copy of the book Seduction of the Saints, How to Stay Pure in a World of Deception. It's not about COVID. It's about the bigger picture of how easily we're seduced, we're deceived, and where that leads. It has the very same principles have to do with theological deception have to do with uh, relational deception, have to do with just virtually every kind of deception. And no person is ever deceived or seduced against their will. No one. If they were, we could not be held responsible for it. But God expects those created in his image to use Godly discernment and judgment. Not to just cavalierly follow the Pied Piper, whoever he may be, or she. This is a very, very big deal. And your eternal destiny and that of your kids and grandkids could be on the line. Not with regard to the issue of whether they took the shot. That is symptomatic of the much greater spiritual issue that's at stake. Because when that infamous mark of the beast comes, and it may not be that far down the road, if you think that the seductive power of marketing that was done to the American people and the world coupled with governmental mandates and the perversion and distortion of the medical profession and science, friends, it's going to make what just happened in the last several years look like a Sunday school picnic. That's why Jesus warned about it. He said the deception is going to be so great that if it were possible, even the very small remnant elect would be deceived. Now, again, the book, Seductor of the Saints, $15. We'll put that $18 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Please don't pass up this opportunity. It's not about selling books. It's not about selling books at all. Yours truly makes absolutely no money. Of these books, even though I've written them all, by hand, by the way. They are written to get a message out. And for that person's purpose only, for such a time as this. If you don't take advantage of the information, that's up to you. But the lifeline has been thrown to you. The same is true with the book Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Impostor, $22 there on our website. The same is true with my latest book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. These books are written specifically to help professing Christians avoid, avert, the just ravaging deception that is going to take place, already is taking place and to help us to run with patience and to be able to identify that which is false from that which is true. And to keep our eyes continually on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. They're all on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. I hope you'll avail yourself of them. Now, We have much more to talk about here. Let's talk about the matter of masks. We've been talking about the matter of vaccines. How about the matter of masks? Well, there's a massive meta-study on mask wearing that delivers what one calls a kill shot to the COVID narrative. Wearing face masks, even fancier N95 masks, probably has little or no effect in protecting against COVID-19 and the flu compared to not wearing one. That's according to a massive new British study. A team of 12 international researchers in the study published January 30th said wearing masks in the community probably makes little or no difference to the outcome of laboratory-confirmed influenza, sars COVID 2 compared to not wearing masks. Moreover, the study concludes that among medical workers, even the more robust N95 masks did not yield greater protection compared to more standard masks, which might surprise a lot of people who wear the boxier and more expensive masks. But in the meantime, the CDC is still recommending masking in areas with high COVID transmission levels. Why? Why? There's no reason for it. There's no medical reason for it. No scientific reason for it. It's just, we're going to tell you to do something. I have to synthesize an awful lot of this because these reports are long, and in order to prepare to deliver this kind of thing to you in a 55-minute period of time uh, takes a certain amount of time. Pretty dramatic editing, so that you get the gist of what we're talking about. Another article talks about the science, so-called science, of using masks to fight COVID. And now, the Congress is looking into this and forming a new select subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic. In this article... Which asked the question, are masks effective against COVID? They quote Dr. Fauci. You remember Dr. Fauci? He expressly expressed privately to a former colleague a strong conviction that cloth masks were ineffective. And that view was broadly shared by other senior federal public health officials. In fact, the attorney general, a surgeon general, rather, Jerome Adams, said, seriously, people stop buying masks. They're not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus. So why do they keep pushing it? They have to keep you frightened. They have to keep you under control, under mandate, because that's what this is all about. Another article. What happens after three doses of the COVID shot? Censors don't want you to know. <laughs> it's because it amplifies itself and becomes ever increasingly more dangerous. Now, Doctors say they're going to be refusing more COVID shots. Many doctors now are saying, We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to play this game anymore. It's just total deception. We'll be right back. They do.
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click sell church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click sell church.
0: In January, January 30th, an op in for Newsweek from a doctor by the name of Kevin Bass says that quote It's time for the scientific community to admit we were wrong about COVID and it cost lives." An FDA advisor, federal drug Administ- administration advisor, says. Vaccines could cause autoimmune disease. Now, this is coming from uh, Israel National News. Why does it have to come from Israel? Because oftentimes things can't get into the news in America. You may think we have such a free press, but it ain't so free as you think. Here's what Dr. Paul Offit, Director of Vaccine Education Center at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, who is also a member of the FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. Here's what he discusses. He discusses myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle, side effect that has long been linked to the COVID vaccines, and suggests that the coronavirus spike protein which the vaccines prompt the body to churn out, could be causing the body to mount an immune response against its own heart. In other words, it's fighting against our health, not protecting us. It's called autoimmune disease. And it's devastating. Quite frankly, I'm having a hard time holding the tears back. This is so grave. If Jesus were living today, he would he would do what he did, probably going into the temple and turning over the tables of the money changers and a similar kind of thing, going through Washington, going through the news media and turning over the tables of the money changers and ripping up, disclosing... Their absolute, unmitigated fraud and disastrous malpractice, all for money. Isn't that what Jesus attacked the religious leaders in the temple for? It is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. That's what this has become. In the name of medicine, in the name of health, it has become a den of thieves. And God is looking down on this debacle. And like Dolly Parton sang in this new song, don't make me come down there. Speaking for God, don't make me come down there. Now, I want to shift just a little bit here, talking about the same subject, but from a slightly different angle, because it brings us back to two aspects. One, our willingness, our love for the truth, or lack thereof, our willingness to be deceived, And the consequences of it. Forget about all the medical problems, all of these things we've been talking about for a moment. We're going to talk about something that's even graver than that. One writer calls it, Karen Kingston calls it, the scientific formula to have free people gladly give up their rights. Oh, but it's more than that. And to turn on their neighbors who won't conform. She writes, when a community or nation is exposed to a threat of a highly deadly pathogen, at an individual level, the majority will each submit to an authoritarian government and condemn others for not doing so. She's quoting something that we're about to find out about in just a few moments. She says, I believe in the goodwill and intelligence of humanity. But Americans and global citizens were terrorized and manipulated into giving up our rights out of fear of contracting a highly deadly pathogen, a pathogen that we were told could harm us or our loved ones. And when people are afraid, they don't act rationally. Irrational thinking is a normal reaction to fear, and global government leaders knew this. Now, before we go further... I want to talk about this matter of fear. We've talked about it a number of times lately here on this program, and we need to mention it again. The Bible warns us against this kind of fear. It says fear has torment, and it does. People were tormented and terrorized into taking the jab, into wearing masks, into not going to church, into not shopping in the stores, into all the things that happened and curtailed their lives. They were terrorized through intentionalized choreographing of fear. And so they were uh, tormented. God wants us to fear him. But for some reason, we don't much like to fear God. We think we don't need to fear God. We just need to fear man. We just need to fear man's government. We just need to fear man's threats. Well, I can understand that at the physical level here on terra firma. But friends, if you are a professing Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, our life does not consist of things just here on this terrestrial plane. Our lives, we have a citizenship in heaven, in the kingdom of God. And we have to see things through the eyes of the kingdom, not just the eyes of the world. And we become terribly confused. And so we yield to the terrifying fear of the flesh. And that which is the flesh always leads to corruption. That's why I wrote the book, The Secret of the Lord. The secret of the Lord is with them who fear him, and for them only will he reveal his covenant. Get a copy of it. It's a hardbound book. Right there on our website, saveus.org, The Secret of the Lord. It'll open your eyes. Karen Kingston goes on. Terrorizing global citizens with COVID-19 propaganda around the SARS-CoV-2 virus and spike protein in order for us to give up our sovereignty and freedoms was a well-orchestrated and studied strategy. There is even a scientific name for this strategy, and it's called the Parasite Stress Hypothesis. The Parasite Stress Hypothesis. So what is the parasite stress hypothesis? Here it is. When a community or nation is exposed to the threat of a highly deadly pathogen at an individual level, the majority will each submit to an authoritarian government and condemn others for not doing so. People who trusted in their governments were terrorized and manipulated into giving up their freedoms, thereby allowing an authoritative government to emerge. So Karen Kingston asked the question, do we submit to science or do we believe that our sovereignty and our freedoms are unalienable God-given rights? Friends, we didn't even submit to science. It wasn't even science. It was manipulation in the name of science. The whole climate war is manipulation in the name of science. It's not scientific, it's manipulation in the name of science to cause terrifying fear that you will do what the globalists want you to do so that they can eradicate government as we know it, freedoms as we know it, the remainder of God-given liberty as we know it, and be controlled by an all-knowing government that will ultimately be headed by a counterfeit Christ figure known as the Antichrist. And if you think the kind of manipulation that we've gone through in the last three years has been big time, it is paltry compared to what will soon be coming. I'm not saying that to engender fear. I'm saying that to shake us into reality. It is better to trust the Lord, my friends, than to put confidence in men. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in doctors and lawyers and politicians and uh, uh, government representatives and presidents and pastors and priests and popes. Friends, who is our God? Who is your God? You might say, well, didn't the Apostle Paul say that we should obey government and government leaders uh, because they're the minister to us for good? Yes, but what if they're not? This has to do with the attitude of our hearts, friends. What you're, what this broadcaster is saying is not seducing or inducing you to become rebellious in your attitude toward government. That would be ungodly. We are not to be rebels on this planet. You don't find that in the New Testament. We're not here to be rebels. But we here we are here to live righteously and to discern evil and righteousness. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. You should hate the things that we've been talking about here on viewpoint today. I didn't say hate people, I said hate evil. Jesus minced no words when he went through that temple. In his grand entrance into Jerusalem, just before his crucifixion, turned over the tables of those money chambers in God's own house, in the temple. It was supposed to be respected and revered. And he said, it is written, my house should be a house of prayer, and you have made it a den of thieves. Away with you! Jesus was not in rebellion against government. He hated evil and wickedness and the manipulation of the people, yes, even for money. Yes, even in God's name. It's time for us to get our minds and hearts around kingdom thinking. For the most part, professing Christians are engaged in stinking worldly thinking, not kingdom thinking. And that's why both the people and their pastors were largely overcome by the choreographing of fear in the name of science. And then having pastors and others turn around and try to Engender gender, using Christ's name to tell people that they should get a jab, that even those pastors knew nothing about and didn't care about getting the information. They were just concerned about following the Pied Piper. I'm not against pastors, friends. But I'm trying to goad pastors to be the kind of men and women... That we should be, that God wants us to be, and stop playing this fleshly game. What do you think? It has to start with you and me. Thanks for joining us. Become a partner, friends. Send your gifts by faith to Save America Ministries. Get a copy of the book Seduction of the Saints, uh, Antichrist, Messiah. I think you'll be blessed to get them. Become a partner, send your gifts by faith as we prepare the way of the Lord for history's final vital. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of
1: our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the
0: nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.